Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Billy Moore Podcast. And today's special guest is uh, Joe Cole. Uh, not only is he a great friend, but he's a great actor. And thanks for coming along, Joe. And thanks for having being me. Being a little part of this is a privilege, to be fair. You know, I'm excited. So tell us a little bit about yourself and about growing up and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so I'm you know, from Kingston, um, southwest London. Uh, and I grew up... Um, with four young brothers, busy household, um, a lot of sort of boisterous testosterone energy going around the place, um, and yeah, just a, just a, uh, what I perceive to be a relatively normal upbringing, um, and then as I got into my later teens, I sort of I, I got into acting, you know, uh, and 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 that's 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 how we met. Yeah, yeah. Cut a lot out in the middle there, but yeah, uh, oh, you've jumped a lot late, but <laughs> that's we'll, we'll 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 forgive you for that. So yeah, like going forward, so how we met, I I remember right speaking to John Stefan, and we were looking for um, actors to play the role, and I think the producers had come up with Charlie Hunnam. Now Charlie Hunnam was you know he was known for was it you know, um, Sons of Anarchy. Mm. But he was also known for something in, in the UK. I can't remember what it was. Mm. Some hooligan one. But anyway, Green he Street. was Green Street, yeah, yeah, with the worst Cockney accents. I'm sorry to say, no offence there, uh, but yeah, it was was terrible. But he um, he got the role initially, and you know he ended up getting like I was thinking it was time management, and he come along and, and something else came up, and he, he went he went on something with Guy mm. Ritchie, but. Um, Tell us about how you ended up. See, before we, before we uh, go any further, Joe is is the guy who played me in my life story. Played before John. I didn't even mention that. I mean, probably say that. I'm probably assuming that everyone knows. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you know. Joe played a young Billy Moore in a play before John. Yeah. So the story it goes. So let's let's hear your side of it, Joe. Yeah. So. Um I mean, it was it was it was a pretty regular process, really, for me. I uh, I had the same agent as Jean Stefan Sever, so I think the director of the film, when he came on, um, he'd been developing it with you and, and and the team for a few years or a couple of years. I'm not too sure. And uh, and my agent was trying to get me a meeting with him. And I think I think Charlie was attached. I think I can say that. Charlie, yeah. You know, he was, I think he well, was. Well, he was. Yeah, yeah he I think was, he was attached at that point. He was and, attached. Uh, he I, was remember, a... I remember meeting my agent. Yeah. Um, I was in I was in LA at the time, and I had a, and I I spent a lot. I hang out with my agent, a friend of mine, and yeah. um, I was having I was having we went for a hike. I was having I was having brunch with him, and he said, he said I've got this script, and it's uh, you know, it's a true story about a, you know, a heroin addict, drug addict, boxer. Muay Thai, prison, Thailand, all, you know, every single trope you can imagine. And uh, and I'd not long done a film called Offender, Young Offenders yeah. film in the UK. And I was thinking, because you know how these Americans talk, like yeah. they, they, they they love all that and they love yeah. to sort of gas it up. Passion. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they just, you know, they're yeah. fighting, dude. You know, we got this American <laughs> story, you know, drugs, yeah. you know, Muay Thai, boxing, it's going to be so dope. And he's talking it up, and I'm sort of, you know, there's a part of me that's like, I've just done a film like that, you know, I want, I want a varied career, and I, yeah. I do, I've, I've done quite a bit of, sort of fighting and and quite physical roles, and I was, I remember at the time thinking, what, like, really, like another one of these, 
And he go, but he, he talked a good game and he made it sound quite appealing. I said, yeah. oh yeah, man. I'm, I said, this sounds really interesting. He said, true story, guy from Liverpool, <laughs> the UK. <laughs> and um, my American accent is normally better than that, by yeah. the way. And, um, So's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, and then at the end he goes, yeah, but, uh, but uh, you know, Charlie's attached, you know. <laughs> Which is always the way, you know, yeah. in, this, in this business, there's um, different people are, different, are attached to different projects and it's quite... Um, you know, it, it moves, things change. Yeah. Um, and then for one reason or another, Charlie was no longer, uh, pulled out the project and my name came up and then I, I think there was a bunch of other people that Jean spoke to. Um, the, yeah. A lot yeah. of the young actors out of England and America, you know, and, 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 and I was one of them. And and then we had a great conversation and he ended up offering me the role, which was... Which was yeah, great. I think I'll be, I'll, to be honest, I, I think we're quite fond of Jean, the director, both yeah, of us. Yeah. He's a lovely, he's a lovely character. Um, we worked together really well, me and John, and he sent me a lot of information regarding what the producers, you know, the suggestions, because they mm. suggest actors, Shia LaBeouf was one of them, and I thought, he's a fucking American. You know, how can a, a few Americans, yeah, how, can, how can an American play a scouser, <laughs> and can he pull it off? And there was, you know, there were big names, some of them, but um, you'd seen on the TV a lot, and being in a good few movies, so I was quite, I was quite, uh, I was quite flattered to be honest, but then John was quite quite uh, committed to having you on board, and I remember sending me images and a little showreel of you, and I, and I, and I recognised you immediately from that film. Offense, I, well, yeah. if you've been to jail, right, or even if you haven't been, you know, prisons, genre movies. You know, I watched that offender, and it was about a young, it was a kid from London where he yeah. ended up getting himself put in jail out of revenge. Yeah. It was a good story. I mean, it was it was a good story. It was um, probably a, a low-budget one, but mm. your acting uh, skills came across really well. You know what I mean? It was that thousand yards there and mm. and, and, and everything about it was, was was right. You know what I mean? Because there was a bit of, there was a, I think there was a little bit of controversy with the producers around. Because oh, we, we, it's, it's all about names. You yeah. know as well as yeah, me. Yeah. It's like, if you're a big name, you attract more finance yeah, mm. blah blah blah. I think you'd been an offender, and a few was it a few episodes of Peaky Blinders at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a couple of seasons of Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Um. So I was a relative, relative unknown, really. Yeah, that's um, that's. But that's I okay. I remember you telling me when uh, when I signed up to the role, the amount of <laughs> what, was, what was that story you were telling me about? You had loads of people messaging you the first time when when Charlie was on board. Yeah, because when he got on board, Charlie Hunnam, like he's got a big fan base, he's got a million. Yeah. So got over a million uh, fans on, on, on these pages and they were all, as soon as he attached himself, because I don't know what they do, they must stalk these these actors, yeah, yeah. these uh, fans, and they found out he was attached. Um, and, and I'm getting friend requests left, right and centre. And I'm burning the candle at both ends because I'm, I'm, I'm quite flattered here. I'm, I, yeah. My ego's all over the, all yeah, over yeah. the gaff. And I remember it's, uh, you know, I've elevated myself. I feel like this, it, I, don't, I, I couldn't really like cope with with the attention and I was accepting everybody and I was getting loads of messages and you know yeah it became a bit of a struggle you know mm. I, I learned like pretty I don't think it was pretty quick I learned so it was it was after a while you know what I mean how mm. overwhelming it, mm. it can be you know um, yeah that initial that initial sort of uh, you know influx of so social media yeah uh, people on social media messaging and all that uh, it's it's a it's a strange thing, and you have to you have to sort of become accustomed to it. But I remember you saying when I got the role, you had about three people messaging. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a <laughs> about half a dozen to be fair. <laughs> half a dozen pushing the boat here. 
No, um, I, remember, I remember you first time I spoke to you. I think you, we we followed each other on Twitter. Yeah, and I, just, I just read your book and read the script, and I really, and I was, I think I, Jean had just said, you know, like me, and, and then we started chatting. And, and so, it's, uh, to be fair, it's quite awkward, really, because I remember me made at a, um, a time. I think it was a Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. I remember it well, and um, I was quite anxious, and it was quite awkward. How do you communicate? How do you? When we met in person. No, when we were just on the phone. On the phone. You know, it's 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 see it's. My social skills back then, the way I kind of interact with people, quite my self esteem was on the floor. Mm. You probably know me better than most of my family, you know, because you've done a character study. You've spent a bit of time with me, you know. You learned, you know, the, the complex issues and the needs that I have or had, so to speak, or probably potentially still have. have but I'm not like on the service <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you chilled out a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. So um. When we, uh, when you actually got like when when John was like keen to have you on board, it was it didn't matter. Mm. I, I I made the decision. I said I, I I couldn't care less who was playing the role as long as it was, it was someone who was committed and someone I felt was passionate about it, and that was you. Mm. You know, so you've heard this from this yank, your agent. He's telling you the story. You've actually uh, you've actually come on board now. What were your thoughts and feelings? Because it was a process, you know, having to travel to Thailand and do all yeah, like the training. Yeah, having to learn Muay Thai and, 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 and all of that, that was a big thing. I was doing a film in Atlanta at the time and uh, I started training in a Muay Thai gym out there and, and learning the basics. Um, and then halfway through that, I flew out to Thailand, met with Jean Stefan and kind of helped him cast a lot of the film. So we were out there meeting kind of transgender people and um, prisoner boxers, prisoners, all, sort of, all guys who've spent five, 10, 15 years in prison, you know, mm. who've won fights in prison to get released early and all this sort of stuff. So I was helping him with that. We we're doing improvisations with all these, all these different amazing characters, amazing people with incredible life stories. And then, and then I was boxing as well. So I was boxing all day, running around Bangkok um, with the, uh, with the tr with my trainer David Ismalone, who you know, yeah. Um, so for me, it was quite it was immersive, and as an actor, like that's that's what you want, and it's like yeah, for, it was a gift for me, and 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 to be able to play someone like yourself, you know, who's, you know, you particularly at a time that where you were, you were going through a lot, you know, um, mentally, physically, um, you know, the the the, the environment that you were around, yeah. So. And, and and working with Jean Stefan, who 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 wants it to be real. I mean, you know that. He he he's I mean, he comes from almost a document documentary background. Yeah. And he he wants it to be super real. And I rem <laughs> I remember um, it was real. We were shooting in the oldest prison in Thailand, Nokom Patong, and we shot yeah. in a working prison in the Philippines. You know, like uh, two thousand criminals. You know, a lot of them on life sentences. The day we filmed, loads of people tried to escape. My makeup artist had two bodyguards with her. I was getting handed water in my corner from a guy on a life sentence. At the yeah. end of the, when we left after the two days, you know, I gave him my flip flops and my Gatorade and all my stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he was, he was, he was in there. It was, I mean, it was, it was humbling, man. It was kind of like Jesus, like this. You is were what getting massages off. I remember you were telling me you were getting a massage off him when you were putting that oil on you. Oh yeah. So there's one scene. I don't know if I think it is in the I don't know if it's got cut from the film or if it's in the film. I don't know if it is, but it's um remember at one point uh, we we were shooting this sequence where I was in the the boxing camp in the prison and I was getting a massage off three of the 
three of the guys, three of the actors who were ex-prisoners, prisoner yeah. boxers. All of them, I think all of them had had, 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 had been involved in a killing. Yeah. You know, one of them, I think, killed three three people. One of them had, had uh, was an armed robber uh, or, or an assassin or something. He'd killed two. There's all, yeah, there's a lot of all, assassins. All stuff yeah, like yeah, that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like poor, poor backgrounds. People yeah. who like fighting for their lives and fighting for, for scraps. And, and I remember lying there getting a massage, getting an oil massage, tight, heavy one, off these three... Uh, these three people and think, think, thinking like they've killed a combined number of about six people. You know yeah. what I mean? And thinking yeah. I could be potentially one of the only people on the planet who's had a had a massage from three <laughs> three killers. You yeah. know, like that was quite a, that was quite an extraordinary experience. But yeah, as I say, it was um, for, as an actor. That's that's what you want. And it's like Jean but, goes there. I remember when we finished the. I remember when we finished the project. Yeah, yeah, really immersive tough experience fighting every day got had to get in really good shape boxing all the time you know living in this environment living in this world and i remember when he finished john turns to me and he goes man my only regret is we should have done it in a real prison like a working prison i was like what do you mean he goes yeah we put you in a prison and we just film it I was like, you mean like just put me in prison? Yeah, and that's what he wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do, and that shame me laugh. I was like, dude, like I mean, I was like, I'm all for going in. Yeah. I'm all for really pushing the boundaries, and I'll do anything, you know. But um, <laughs> he's just like another level. He's just another level, and he was like, yeah, man, I wanted to just put you in a real prison and and, and see what happened. Um, Let's just leave you to it. You know, yeah. bit, like stick me in a real <laughs> cell, live in there, sleep there, all that stuff, you know. And obviously the producers and the People like Jean, you can't do that, man. No, no. You can't do that. He'd we'll do it, though, yeah. He'd yeah. do it, obviously. Yeah. And, and, and I love him for it. You know, he's, 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 he's got some incredible stories. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very talented. I, I, um, I, I set myself up to go over to Thailand to, to spend, I think it was 12 weeks. You know, I took yeah, time off work. And, you know, I took a risk by buying a ticket to, to, to Thailand. And, yeah. and although it'd been, like, like deported like almost seven years earlier. I thought that it would have been would have been up. And I was at the airport in Manchester, and I remember I, I, something was telling me something was niggling uh, at the back of my mind. Something not right here, but you know you'd be okay. You know, convincing myself I'd be fine. And when I got to the counter, they took my passport, looked at me, walked away, and a alarm bell started ringing. I thought, oh, okay, now something's going on here. And they come back and say, "Have you ever been in trouble in Thailand?" Straight away, just lied, you know what I mean? No, never, never been in trouble. <laughs> he said, have you never had an overstay? I said, yeah, yeah, it was an overstay. <laughs> he went, how long? I went, five years. He said, unfortunately, you can't go in. Because they don't know why you're, you're not allowed back okay. in. They just know that you're blacklisted. Yeah. There's nothing saying, oh. Well, it's he, like a big red cross yeah, so on the screen. That, don't um, let this guy in. Yeah, don't let this guy in. I was fucking gutted. But you know what, Joe? Did you know, did you deep down... Deep down, I knew. I remember you sort yeah. of like, you knew, thought yeah. that you were never going to get there, right? Yeah, I, I, deep down, I knew. And to be honest, it was probably the, a saving grace because when I went back home, like, I was just, I was deflated. Mm. I was a bit, you know, obviously. But when I opened the front door, there was a letter off the hospital saying we need to see it immediately. Yeah. I had this lump at the time. I remember, Do yeah. you remember that? Yeah. Um, I had this lump on my neck and I didn't know what it was. They were saying it was a, um, it was a, 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 
I think it was a muscle tear, my neck, some kind of clot that work its way out. But when I got home, there was a lesson. I went, I went to the hospital. I had to go and see an oncologist, and he, he yeah. took a, a biopsy, and he came back that I, I was diagnosed with cancer stage three. And um, this was at the time of filming. Yeah. And I remember that um, I think it was a visa. I'd pay for a flight to me to go to the Philippines because there was, I think there was nine days in the Philippines. We were shooting yeah, for free. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, so I managed to get on set in the Philippines because he had a cameo, which was yeah, which was that was that was powerful, man. I yeah. mean, you know, you you played your dad, yeah. right? And uh, you can say more about it, but I remember, I remember chatting to you because I know you couldn't come out, and in a way that worked well. I think that worked for for us, for me yeah. and John, in a bit because it meant that I could go and spread my wings and do my own thing. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, the best performances, it's not an impersonation. It's it's taking your spirit and your energy mm. and going a different way with it, you know, and just and creating my own thing. It's not trying to be you exactly, yeah. you know. It's, it's, it's an artistic interpretation, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, you were far better looking than, <laughs> than the character that I played, you know what I mean? So I remember, I think I remember you saying that. I'm bloody hell, it's a step down, isn't it? Yeah. The looks department, are you sure? <laughs> Oh, there'll be a, a few mad comments on here from from a few people. But yeah, anyway. But, no, but I, but I was saying, I remember thinking, this is so, like, this is so real. Because hmm. the guy I'm playing is back in England, stage three. Is it cancer, yeah. Cancer. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Lymphoma. And then you came out to the Philippines at the end with a huge uh, uh, blood clot, whatever it was. It was a, it was a lump, and lump. it was a... Um, I had to wear a scarf yeah, because you, I you felt really, really, really insecure about yeah, you, you, yeah, very insecure. So, the yeah. vanity, the, yeah. you know, the, I thought you know people are judging me and it was horrible. Yeah, but you know, I remember that, and I'm. Well, firstly, I remember thinking, bloody hell, he's probably the only guy in the Philippines or Thailand wearing a scarf. Yeah, but, but, you know, that, that, that was, was fucking awesome as that well. That was a strange yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it it, it kind of it added it added to the whole the importance for me of the whole yeah. the whole project and 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 doing right by you and right by the story. And yeah. I remember that came full circle because you played your dad, and you can tell a bit more about that experience and 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 and, and all that. But I remember kind of that it was like a full circle journey, wasn't it? Yeah. But I remember them um, speaking to um, speaking to the producers, and they were saying you spoken to them prior to uh, me getting the information that you wanted to play a scouser. You wanted to put because on they, yeah, they yeah the accents, and I remember you saying to me, Bill, I think you phoned me up a few times, and you said, Bill, I'm going to. Um, you might find it a little bit odd when you speak to me because I'll be talking like a scouser constantly, even yeah, when we yeah. go out. And we did, they went over there. And do you know what I f- What struck me was, um, I, th- I, I, f- I didn't understand about being in character and mm. actors being in character and, obviously, and staying that way. But you were in character, you're kind of aloof and a bit like stands offish. And I thought, cheeky bastard, who the fuck does he think he is? <laughs> but then it was only on reflection when I got over. I thought, he was playing me, and that's what I was like. He's. Mm. Under, he understands how I was operating back then, mm. the anger, uh, how volatile I was, the, um, the, the all that was going on. But it was also you, you, were, you were portraying that. Um, when John Stefan said to me, he said, you know, he, he emailed me first and said, would, would, would be privileged if you played your father. Mm. Your father will be coming to visit you in in a Thai prison. I went, well, he didn't come and see me. He said, but in this film he will. <laughs> It was just the way he put it across. He said, he'll come to see you. 
and he just passed away. My dad, uh, not so long before of cancer, yeah. um, and we were there when he passed away. And I wish he could could have seen the outcome, but you know, unfortunately, he, he didn't. And uh, I spoke to my family about it, and it was to play me my own father. And I remember the scene like it was about five o'clock in the morning. It was in the Philippines and. In a prison called Cebu. It was the last, was it it was the last, last scene, filmed, yeah. It? Yeah, oh, the last thing we ever filmed. And I remember pacing up and down. You were getting brought out. It was me, mm. right? And John's whispering, he's guiding me and he's directing me all the time. I've never done anything like this mm. before, by the way. Um, and he's saying to me, what would you say to your father if he turns up now? Right? He said, now, what would you say to your son if you were your father? And I was like, and there's two sides here, you know what I mean? Also wanted to ever hear from my dad, and I'll say it how it is. I wanted my dad to say I love you because I had that growing up. He was my hero, but he beat me up, and I found it really difficult to to connect with him. I kind of connected with him in the last uh, couple of years of his life. And you know, I made amends, and he made amends, and you know, we um, we had a few good years. I'd say it was. We wasn't much conversation like, but it was like mm. it was nice to uh, just to be there, really, to sit in the room and just spend a bit of time with him, even though we never spoke. Um, that was important. Did he tell you that on? Was it on his deathbed or something? Yeah, he did in a sense. Um, he just put his hand on me head. Yeah, he just put his hand on me head, and it was enough, really. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's one of those old Victorian fathers who. Um, you know, his pride, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of dads out there or a lot of kids out there who've got dads who don't say I love you or mums, you know what I mean, who desperately want them to say that. Mm. See, this is, I'm a big lad, Joe, so it's, for me, it was like, you know, you don't do feelings, you come from a council estate, you know, if someone's here, you, you get out there and you go fucking fight, and this is what me, this is the way it was, it was tough love. Mm. Um, but yeah, getting back to the, playing that, that, that scene, it was, um, I remember you coming through, and I had to, I, I said to myself, you know, I, I think I spoke to you prior to you were coming through angry. There was a lot going on for you, shock. You know, you're seeing your father, right, as yeah. a character. Yeah. Uh, of, from all the information I've told you, uh, and I'm 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 feeling the regret and the sorrow and the loss. This is what I'm and the sadness. Um, and I couldn't even I couldn't even muster a sentence together to say because mm. I, I believed that I believed it it was me mm. I just pictured a younger Billy Moore coming onto this figure and thought I'm your father and I also I want to say is I love you son and that was the most difficult thing to, to say even to mm. for me to say to to my son because um, so I, I, I said nothing yeah I said nothing uh, and and it was more it, yeah, it's powerful. powerful it? Yeah, yeah, way, yeah. It, it gives the audience their own interpretation, right? It does, yeah. It, it's all said. It's all said, just in the look. Yeah. You know, and I know you said that thing where you said your dad didn't come and visit you, but yeah. what we were showing there was that was still your relationship with your dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't physically come to the prison, but it was that piece you got from him putting his hand on your head at the end of the at the end of his days yeah that was kind of that's what we were reflecting right it was a celebration of his life yeah in his death so to speak so you know and you know so you just your your piece you you finding some sort of peace with that yeah you know? yeah there was some solace there was forgiveness um and i, I remember um you know i i had a you know i had a wonderful time in the philippines it was great it was only nine days but he enjoyed 
uh, actually being on set, even for that short period, you know, seeing somebody making my journey, you know, comes to comes to life mm. on on the big screen, and that was a um, that was a um, that was an incredible process because you know, that took years for me and for anyone else who's thinking about. <laughs> Uh, making a movie, it, it, like I remember sitting down with with the screenwriter and I went, so how, how long will this be? Think it'll be a couple of weeks. He went, sometimes this can take up to like ten years. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Fuck, it just shut me down here. Eh? But no, it took up to three years. So, you know, what was your thoughts and feelings during the filming and the experience after it? I mean, uh, you know, as I was saying earlier, like, firstly, meeting you, you know, when I met you, I was like, okay, this is a really interesting guy because, you know, you could, you know, initially when you read it, you could be forgiven for thinking yeah. this is just some thug. You know what I mean? Or some, some, you know, some guy who just beats people up. Fuck a junkie. And then when I met yeah. you, a junkie, you yeah. know what I mean? And and, and, and I met you, I was like, nah, man, this, you know, uh, I, I was like, this is like a, a little boy in a man's body in a lot of ways. Just, yeah. just, just searching for something, looking for affirmation, looking for love, looking for, for trying to find something. And I was like, this this guy is so fascinating. Plus, you got you know you got a lot of charisma. You know what yeah. I mean? And I was like, this guy's funny and 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 has a great energy about him. So I was immediately like, I really want to play to play this guy because there's so many layers to you. Mm. You're not just some tough guy. You know, there's a there's 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 so much more to you, you know, and the story in the in the in the world and, and, and yeah. in Thailand and you know like Thailand and prison is is like another character in the film. I know people sort of say you use that expression, but being around all these people in Thailand, you know, I remember um, when when we cast Machiko, you know, I think she was watch like she was working in a club or whatever, and yeah. and, and and I was going around to these clubs and I was meeting a lot of like tra transgender people and and none of them are actors none of them have ever acted before and a lot of them were just in it for the money they were like how, mu how much you know, yeah. are you gonna pay yeah. you know like it was all about that and it was and when we met her she just had something you know she she, she was just she'd lived the life you know i think she you know she'd grown up as a as a, as a, as a boy realized very very young that she was born in the wrong body um and went about changing that and, and, and you know, taking hormones and all the rest of it. I don't need to go into it, but mm. she lived an extraordinary life and she brought that to the role and oh, so yeah. emotional. Yeah. And, and so and I remember we were doing an improviser. I used to, uh, firstly, I interviewed them. So I interviewed these different diff different women and, and, and when, uh, and she just, she, she was just really responsive. And then we did some improvisation scenes and she was just so natural and so real. And then we did a scene where she sings hmm. and she couldn't really sing. You know, she wasn't a good singer necessarily, yeah. but she had so much, she sang a famous Thai pop song and there was so much heart and, 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 and pain and struggle in, 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 in what she was doing. It was just incredible. It was just, I was, I'd never seen anything like it. I was yeah. like, this is, this, this, it's just, it, there's so much to this person. And then you know, working with all the the, the, the ex prisoners and the prisoner boxers, it, it you know like I remember we were doing scenes and Jean was filming them and and I remember so the scenes were and they don't speak English yeah. and I don't speak Thai and I was starting to learn a bit of Thai and Jean was like don't 
Don't bother. Don't <laughs> don't even speak Thai. Yeah, yeah. Don't even speak Thai. Just speak English. I know yeah. you know a little bit. You know, obviously, you're pretty. You can speak a bit of Thai, but he was like, "Don't speak Thai." So we're doing a sequence where I'm like trying to get drugs off one of the one of the guys, and um, and this particular guy, he just he just he didn't speak a word, and I'm like, I need you know, I need I need drugs, I need mm. heroin, you know, heroin. You you have I've got yeah. money, you know, I'm doing all this sort of stuff. And he's looking at me completely blankly like this. Like, basically like, what the hell is this guy saying? You know what I mean? And and I was like, I said to Jean afterwards, I was like, man, I said, a couple of them are great. I said, that guy, you know, he, he just doesn't get it. You know what I mean? Like he got, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he, he, he's just looking at me blank. And he goes, Jean was like, he's my favorite one. Yeah. Is this he's together my favorite one. Yeah. No, it was actually, it was the guy that I share drugs with. Do you, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the smaller fella. No, 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 not the smaller fella. It's the guy that, um, he um, got a shaved head and me and him are smoking drugs like in the film together um, in the cell we're watching out and we're smoking yeah, drugs yeah, together yeah. and then he gets he gets taken away by the police uh, by the um, guards and all that but John was like no nah, he's the he's like that's the best that's the most interesting thing yeah when they don't understand you and you don't understand them yeah that's actually where the where the sort of real drama lies, and and it was stuff like that, you know. That I was just like, yeah, shit, you're right, because it is real. It's like yeah. this guy's like, what's this guy? You know, who is this guy? And I'm, and then I'm having to work even harder to try and get some sort of something out of him. Yeah. So you know, it was like meeting all these people who've lived these mad lives and and a completely different world to me, you know, and 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 being in that environment, you know, and 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 and, and hanging out with them and having the time being away from the Western world and, yeah. and having the time just to be around these people was just, was special. I mean, it, there's probably people watching this who've been to Thailand, who've probably trained in some of the Thai camps and yeah. and they know, they, they, they know what it's like. And if you go there, it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's seedy and fucked up, but it's mm. also kind of magical. It's just like a different place. It's just a different world. That's what I enjoyed about Thailand. Initially, I went over and it was like, it, like, like I've always shared, it was a three-month backpack and all the, uh, me and a friend. I'd never been. He showed me the eyes here. It was great and tropical and cheap. You know, that's what you want to hear. You know what I mean? And, and three months, I think a couple of days there, I was sold. I, I didn't want to go home. I had no, I had no ties back in England. I wasn't married. I had no kids. Um, I just got myself into recovery. You know, I've been living in a desperate way of 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 life for quite some time. So far, I'm gonna fall into this. Adopt a new language, learn a new culture, and be a part of this 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 Thai society. Mm. Um, to be fair, it was fantasy. You know, mm. you know, I wasn't living in reality. I was quite emotionally immature, um, tough on the outside, but soft on the inside, so to speak. And you know, got involved in the Muay Thai. I, I worked alongside Sylvester Stallone. That was another great. Um, uh, journey that I've been on. I had all these great, wonderful, crazy experiences. Mm. Uh, and then coming home after spending, you know, getting arrested and spending a bit of time, well, see, a bit of time, it was quite a long time, to be fair, um, in a side prison. And going through that austerity of it all. Mm. Uh, and you couldn't invent it, Joe. You know, right, right. And I, I know um, the film is based on the book and there's some scenes in there that which are not in the film, for example, like fame, mm. that that's the lady boy. By the way, just to put you straight, it never happened. 
and loads of people ask that question. <laughs> you know, and Sean, I remember John Stefan saying to me, he showed me the script and it was like, I was like, oh, John, I'm going to be like a gay pin up here. You know what I mean? Like, this never happened. Yeah. Um, he said, yes, but it's drama. And I thought, yeah, well, I had a, I had a bit of communication with, with, with one. You had, to, you had a friend, right? Had I had a friend called John. Uh, she was, uh, she was a, a full-blown transgender and I'd been beaten and battered by these guards and put in this compound. And she was the only one. And I can't say she because she was a female. This is She was a male, but she was in a, trapped in a... Yeah, 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 this is you know. She's a female trapped in a. a yeah, she's a female yeah. trapped in a men's body, and um, she showed me some um, compassion and understanding, and and and, and helped me. You know, where 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 no one else was, mm. I felt really lonely. And she made me feel uh, a part of something whilst I was in this compound. Because this compound, you've got to remember, I was the only foreigner in this compound, and it was three uh, transgenders who had the full up, and they could not mix with normal population. Mm. Because they just get raped, you know what it's like over there. Mm. They get raped, they get savaged. So they're protected in this 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 uh, compound. And I was there for four weeks, and the um, she befriended me, and it was just, it changed me whole view. It changed me whole view on um on on the third gender over there, because I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I thought, you know what? They were just like us. They were just human. They're just mm. very sensitive, mm. and they could fight as well. You know they were they were tough. Yeah. Most of them were in for for drugs and murder. There was a lot of there was a lot of that. So I enjoyed. You see, how real did it feel for you? I mean, I, you know, I don't I don't think you could get more real than no, really as an actor. And, and uh, you know, I know, and that's that's down to Jean Stefan. You know, that's the way he works. Um, we were we were sparring and for real. And I remember one day. You know, I nearly got knocked out by the Southeast Asian boxing champion, you know, who'd spent seven years in the prison that we were filming in. Which fight was that one? Was that the second like, one? No, no, it was like a training fight. It wasn't the yeah. actual fight. It was like a a training fight where I where I do my, where I get the, the stomach injury. Yeah. And um, we were just sparring, and basically the whole thing is we spar. And the reason I could spar with him is because, you know, I was bigger than him. I got longer reach, so I could yeah. just fend him off a bit. And then... At the end of the sparring, I meant to batter him, but during that sparring, he just gets in, gets up in my guard, and you know, flies an uppercut here, and literally sends me like to the moon, you know, and and you know, I stay, you know, I don't go down, granite chin and all that, but but I'm like, but you know, the the, the choreography completely goes out the window, and I jump, I grab him because you can clinch in 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 Thai boxing, you know, so where you can hold on to someone, so I, I grab him and I'm holding him like that, we're stood up. And I'm holding him like that, and he's trying to punch me and stuff, and all this sort of thing. And I'm holding him because my my head's gone, and I and I'm like, whoa, you know. And then get wobbled, and then I come back to sort of full consciousness, push him off, carry on the carry on the sparring, and then do the little sequence at the end where I sort of beat him up on, on the floor, which is which is sort of staged, all in one take because mm. Jean never cuts. Yeah, Jean yeah. used to run ten minute takes until the camera ran out, and he would. He, him and his DOP and him his DOP would be filming but him and a couple of his team would be hiding under the boxing ring so you could they would always just be under the boxing ring so when we, whenever we filmed in the in the, the boxing ring in the prison um, that's where they would be so we could film 360 degrees all natural lighting no camera rigs normally when you're on a film set there's big camera rigs and lighting mm. rigs and sound and big setups and you do a little bit you yeah. cut 
you have a 20 minute break when they reset, relight, everything like that. Everything was working 360 degrees so the camera could just roll. I could improvise, they could mm. improvise and we'd see what happened. But you know, stuff like that was happening and I remember I remember that that was another thing. I was like, bloody hell, this is this is pretty real, you know what I mean? And you and did come off with some bruises, I mean, like, yeah, you did uh, you, you did have a few tumbles over there as well. So you yeah, you you yeah. you re- you're really involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the fighting scene of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I I I did kind of like uh, I'd seen a few photos of a few a few uh, a few fights that you'd had. Mm. Well, you'd you'd be in marked as well, hadn't you? Well, yeah, I mean, my, my makeup artist Stacey spent most of the time covering up covering bruises, up stuff, and but that's 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 the nature that that's the nature of the beast, you know. I remember, yeah. I remember when I get there's a scene where I get sort of attacked in uh in the first cell, you know, the samurai cell, with all the all the guys covered in face tattoos and all that, and they attack me. A few of them attack me. Yeah, and make me watch a, a rape. And, and um, what was that like? Because that actually happened right for me uh, and it was it was similar to you know John's put a bit of drama on yeah, that as yeah, well yeah, of course. Um, but it was similar and it was quite horrific uh, for me so picturing it and knowing that's always happened because you've communicated with these ties as well mm. you know obviously the language barrier is a bit difficult but you can understand yeah from the body language what they're talking about mm. what was your thoughts during that scene because that was a it was a it was a hard scene to watch yeah it was really i mean most people who messaged me regarding it say that that was like probably the most one of the most difficult scenes yeah. that the uh, the had some experience yeah i think you know i i i think you know i remember when i watched the film for the first time and it, it, there is in that first 20 minutes if you remember it just builds up and up and up and up and up yeah. you know and then you know and then that happens 20 you know it just gets worse and worse and worse for for the character for, for, for billy you know and and that's not half of it by the way it was looking like <laughs> <me>. <laughs> no but but um that what i found the way i work the way i work was like i i was like let me find the humanity in the, these guys because these guys have all been released. You know, the guys yeah. in the in the in the in the in the film, they're ex prisoners. They've 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 re they've had some rehabilitation. They you know, mm. and also like I always try and see the good in people anyway. And like you know, I actually I like I I got on really well with the guys and I and I quite liked them. You know, and they were funny and I didn't speak their language. A couple of them were very funny. They used to just take take the piss. It was like being back at school. They'd take the piss out of me. Yeah. I mean, it's in the film. Yeah. You know, Kang. Yeah. Guy covered in face tats, just ripping the piss out of me. He I don't was know, good, I don't he know was what good, he's saying, yeah, yeah. but that's his. He brought his personality to that yeah. role. He's really funny. He just ripped the piss out of me. They'd all be laughing at me, and he'd mm. just keep going. And it was like you know, in another punchline, another punchline, and then mm. another punchline. It was like being a bloody comedy show. And I know that they're just ripping the piss out of me. Yeah. But I'm thinking this is this is great for the film. But I uh, no, I I like the guys, and and I. The way I work is, you know, I was a little bit method for this role, you know. I stayed mm. in the accent, stayed stayed a little bit kind of away from him, stayed loose, but also built a respect with the other actors because yeah. then when you do those scenes, you can go really far. You can go really, really far, you know. So, like, I remember that scene, um, you know, the, 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 the skinny skinny sam- the skinny samurai who's, like, yeah. got, who's standing on me, he's got his foot on my face and he's stamping on my head. You know, I had some good rapport with him, and I just said, "Dude," I said, "I, I was like, he doesn't speak English, but I was like, I was like, 
as a ne- next take. Yeah. You, you stamp. You know, I was doing that. I was like, you, sh- you, you stamp yeah. on my head. He's like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, next take, you stamp on my head. Like, yeah. you stamp, okay? Okay, he's like, okay, okay. And, uh, and, and, and then he does it because he knows that I trust him. And it was, you know, he, was, he wasn't too big either. So yeah. it was like, I could probably, I could take it. But I also trust him. I'm like, I'm going to just block it yeah. and make it, you know. And it, but he's going to be stamping on my head. And then, you know, my God, did he stamp on my head? He just went absolutely berserk. He got his, and started really just going for it. But it was great because I had a trust with him. And there was stuff like that. I was like, you know, there was another scene like where he's having a arguing with me. And I was like, just, I said, you slap, slap me. He's like, oh, no, I'm like, you, next take, slap me. So like, we're doing the scene. Mm. And then he just would slap me. And, and then they take license from that. And then in other scenes, they knew that that stuff was working, so mm. they'd just do it. And it, you know, and it was like, and I knew, like, you know, I was like, this is gonna add, this is gonna make this thing feel, feel more threatening if it's just, if it's not choreographed. Like yeah. when you do a normal movie, every single punch of their thing is choreographed. Everything is planned and talked about and discussed in the emails and back and yeah. forth, what you can do, what you can't do. And this, I felt we were in a safe environment with Jean Stefan and the guys where we could just do what we wanted and we could make it as real and as raw as we as we could really. Yeah, and it wasn't a big budget at all, was it? I mean, no, it was, it was like 1.2 Yeah, 1. Point, uh, yeah, I thought it was small. 1.2 billion dollars and f- for that 1.2 million dollars it looked like a 10 million dollar movie. Yeah. Right to be fair because I mean, when we went to uh, Shabu and we had 3000 inmates in that prison mm. for that final fight scene, which was incredible. Yeah, to actually be there and walk around on location and go to shells because that's what we I mean they didn't even, they made it a they made a documentary called Happy Jail, didn't he? On Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was mad to see uh, all the all, all the cast who we had at uh, meetings with and spent time with playing in this documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the guys was he was in the movie got shot dead. You know, mm. I don't know if you know about that what it was it. But then the governor was there and he was yeah, he was big on guns and he was big on, you know, they're all dancing. It was like, it was a famous prison for mm. dancing inmates. Mm. Um, I loved it, I enjoyed it, you know. Well, that was why we could film there because I think we were trying to do it in, in Thailand, but they're so, all these, all these working was, prisons yeah. were so locked down and also they were like visually not particularly interesting prisons. No. You know, they're just like concrete and, and, and modern and not, you know, so it's yeah, like yeah. they wanted to shoot in a prison that had a cool like that. That was like a, a massive. That was like an auditorium. That was like a gladiators auditorium. Do you remember? Because yeah, yeah. they had, you know, they had. The, it was like a stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all and they're all locked in around. You know, all the cells are all around the square. You know, yeah. and they had the women. I remember they had women in the prison. They did about two. Me and you were walking around, and we'd got we would go into we were going to all the cells. Yeah, yeah. And we'd literally just we were just walking around me Billy and then um getting, getting, getting everyone's name now but some look was there yeah. and uh and um oh man I've got his name but the other guy and I was walking around and we were going through the, through all the cells I remember yeah. one of the guys I was with some look was champion tie fighter ex champion yeah. tie fighter um he'd won a he'd won a gold medal in the Olympics I think in boxing 96 yeah. beating like Floyd Mayweather came third that year yeah. you know he he'd got a pardon from the king 
for being the mo- one of the most incredible Muay Thai fighters of all time in Thailand. Yeah. He's known as the elbow guy. Yeah. And he plays the coach in our in our film. Quite lucky um, to have him there, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, and, and then the other guy, you know, he'd he'd he I think he'd he'd killed three people in prison and, and got an early release through good behaviour yeah. <laughs> weirdly enough and uh and and at fighting. So I remember walking around the prison the prison system, uh the prison with those two guys either side of me. Thinking, oh, I'll be all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not going to be too bad. But you see the conditions, the way they're living, and yeah, that, you know, see, it's, you it's, know, it's, 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 it's so sad, man. Those conditions are, are quite similar to Thailand. It's, 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 it's they don't want to call them third world countries. They want to call them developing countries, don't they? It was like it was third world conditions. To be fair, you know, there was no running water to yeah. speak of. You know, you, 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 you cramped into a shell. You know, I had at least eighty people. You know, in in my shell, and I'm sleeping on a hard concrete floor with no pillow. I had a toilet roll to put my head on, and one, you know, there was a toilet at the end of the shell. That was a hole in the ground, and it was it was rotten. You know, but you get used to it. You get conditioned, and you go into these shells, and you see it, and they're all cramped, and and the, it was just quite similar. It was quite uh, authentic. This is the feel I got from it, and and, and for the money that we had raised or the producer, so to speak, had raised to make that. It was, was amazing. Mm. You know, it was amazing. And for what it became after that, you know, um, we like you said, we were lucky. We had um, we had non-actors and we had, you know, actors like yourself. And uh, there was Pichette, Pichette mm. the officer. Mm. He'd been in a good few films. Um, yeah, I remember. I mean, yeah, just... Um, the, the the authenticity. I mean, I remember one. I remember one time, the guy, um, you know, Lek, uh, who yeah. played who played like the small, um, my my ro- roommate in the, yeah. in the prison roommate, um, my cellmate. Um, I remember we turned up one day right in Bangkok. We're filming in northern Bangkok, just on the edge. So we've got all these guys, all these guys, you know, ex criminals, yeah. guys covered in tattoos from a different part of Bangkok. And they've all come to this area to film, right? And they're all staying in the hotel next to the prison, same as me. And one day he comes to set this let guy and he's got a massive gash across his face, like like that, that he's had to go and get stitched up for the hospital. So he's got this massive stitched up gash across his face. And we're filming a scene that day where um, that he's meant to be in and so continuity, basically, basically continues, was, yeah, yeah. The, the scene was two of the two of the two of the samurais have got him they bring him to me and they threaten him with a knife and they say we're going to cut his, we're going to cut him if you don't get the drugs back because i've stolen a load of drugs off them right yeah and it turns out that day bearing in mind the week before two weeks before he didn't have this now he's got this massive gash across his face because he's been attacked by a rival gang yeah. outside the prison. It's like crazy. I was thinking this is just too too real, man. And 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 then through a translator, the other two, the other two, uh, the two samurais in, in 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 the scene, they're like, "Why don't we just play that? We've already cut him. I show you. We've already cut him. This is what he, we've done to him. Now, if you don't pay, we're gonna do worse, right?" Mm. <laughs> and I was like, "Bloody hell! Like, this, you know, this is like." you know reality bleeding into bleeding into fiction mm. 
So that's what we did. I don't even know. I think that film. I don't even know. There was so much. I mean, the first cut of the movie was six hours. You know, we showed yeah. the camera roll. I don't know if that that scenes in the film. I'd love to see the B roll because there's. I've so seen many a few. Um, I've seen a few scenes that are not in the film with Shim, with the Indian guy Singh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that was a, that was a bizarre one where you're walking up and down the shell off your key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're just chatting away. I remember him um, getting sent that scene, and, and I, I know that got cut because yeah, he climbs up, which was true. There's um, you know. He climbs up a ladder, didn't he, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to escape? And got something like that happen. Yeah, it was a rope, and oh, um, okay. yeah, and he climbs up, and he got caught on the the, uh, the barbed wire, which was all electrified, and he's yeah. been, sh- yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, he's been pinged to the to, to the wall, mm. so to speak. But that was in a film, but I got caught. There was loads. There was loads. There was, there was whole characters that were getting caught. Right. So right, let's go a little bit forward now. Right. So it's finished. Mm-hmm. Right. It's 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 great. It's. We go to Cannes, mm-hmm. right? We set for Cannes, right? I remember we, that was the first time I'd ever been anywhere like that. I felt really important. But for me, in the background, you know, with the cancer diagnosis, it kind of me be held deteriorated, you know. And it was, I'm going to say this how it is. You, was, you and a few friends that I'd, I'd, I'd met on set, as well as friends of yours, eh, really supported me. You know, it was... Eh, I felt, and I felt that was sincere, you know, at the time, it was uh, it was needed. But for me, my mental health had deteriorated, my physical health had deteriorated. You know, I was I was diagnosed with, with stage three lymphoma and I was given a medication. Mm. Now, give a drug addict medication and tell them to go and take that every four hours and you know, fucking take the drug. For me, it was like, I'll take 10, 20. Uh, mm. Before I know it, I'm, 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 I've hit the ground running, Joe, and, um, and I'm, I'm keeping it a secret. Now, I'm on the red carpet with yourselves in this fucking wonderful tuxedo, uh, feeling like a million dollars on the outside, mm. looking like a million dollars, sorry, should I say. But on the inside, I was I was torn apart. Yeah. You know, I was keeping this this secret of, um, and this addiction, which, which, Took me to another another place. To be fair, mm. now you must have seen that, mm. right? Because I was, I think to be to be honest, I think I was hiding it from my family and, and masking it with the illness as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember. I mean, I remember at the time. It, you know, you were a very very different person to who you are now. Yeah. When we went to Cannes, it's 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 almost crazy to see the difference. I mean, I've spent a lot of time with you. Yeah. Over the last month since I've been filming up here, and you know it's great. It's it's, it's it, I, I never thought I was like, is this guy going to be able to turn turn this around, or is always yeah. going to be always are these demons always going to be chasing him? Yeah, you know, is it always going to be a constant struggle? And you seem to have found things in your life now with the podcast. You're doing all the charity work with yeah. your brother Joe. You know, you got a little and got a family. You have got things. You've got other people now. You've got to look out for, rather not just yourself. Um, you seem to have found things that you know. You, you found yourself. You found yourself. You know, and I, I think. And I remember at the time, it was almost like you thought that, you, that this movie is like this is not how the film industry works. Where yeah. you thought we'll make a movie. It's going to be a story of my life. It's going to be a blockbuster success. Yeah. We're all going to get millions of dollars. We're going to be hanging out with Leonardo DiCaprio and yeah. yachts. That's <laughs> nope. not how it works. Nope. You make a film. Yeah. Some people see it. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Um it goes away, you know, and the life goes on, you know, 
sometimes they're a success and you, for me as an actor I can get more work but it's not that that's it's deluded and people look at this game and they think wow look at them they're yeah. going to be you know stars they're going to be off jet setting you know private jets that's not how it works no. you know we we make the work and then we do another uh, another project and I remember it took a while for you to get your head around that didn't it yeah. and, 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 and you know you, you you weren't stable in yourself you know what I mean and 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 I think you've learned a lot. I actually yeah. think, in a way, it was a great experience for you because you yeah. probably learned. You probably learned a lot yeah. about yourself. I think you've, to me, you've had to, you've had to, you've had to check your ego. Yeah, definitely. Really, because yeah. this is like, it's like, oh, what is this going to be? Am I going to be a superstar? Yeah. Oh wait, no, my life's just going to be yeah. completely normal. normal. In fact, I'm going to get cancer. I'm going to yeah. go to prison. Yeah. So it's going to be shit. Yeah. You know, for an, for an element of time, and I mean, and you know, and and that was another uh, another. You know, see, you know, when you're talking about it like that, it's like I was. In the probably one of the darkest places at the darkest times that mm. I'd ever been. There's no justifying uh, what I did or, or or me using. You know, we we could all get through illnesses uh, with with support and reaching out. But for me, this is what it was, Joe. Right? This is this is. I'm gonna share this. For me, it was like my ego was elevated that much. Right? I didn't feel I could tell anybody what was going on for me. Mm. Um, I struggled with being honest about how I felt because I was uh, worried about what people would think of me. See, th there's the pride. I was doing everyone else's thinking, thinking they're going to judge me. They're going to think I'm a piece of shit. You know what I mean? You know, he's going to think he's weak. So I was just keep it a secret, put on this brave face, so to speak. It was just a mask. Mm. Um, and I struggled and it was a brief. It was a, it was a mad time. Yeah. Well. Like, we were in can, like when we were in Cannes, it was a bonkers experience. That was you know amazing. I mean? it, it was, was it, like it was it was the weird. It was weird. It you was. Know, like yeah. It's like you know we're we're going around in cars. We're doing interviews left, right, and centre. Then we go to yeah. the midnight screening. We've got two thousand people giving us a standing ovation for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. It, you know you you're, you're surrounded by people walking along the strip in cans yeah. with, with with you know with their loafers and their cream chinos and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And girls, <laughs> yeah. and girls. I think I had a pair of blue loafers on. <laughs> I got some. I got someone dressed me, and it was like the oddest outfit that I'd ever worn in my life. But you know, at the time, I couldn't even dress myself. And I remember uh, waking up to a pair of blue boat shoes, a pair of I can't even remember what color, what color chinos he had on. I don't wear chinos, and I don't wear boat shoes for the kickoff, and a shirt. And I was just at the time, it was just. I, I I was I was fucking around a bend. So yeah, I remember when you went missing, didn't you, just before the screening? Do you remember? I don't even know where I went. Yeah. Probably went to use Joe. To be yeah. fair. I mean, I remember yeah. you gone missing. Everyone was looking for you. Really? Yeah. I seem to remember. Yeah. Like you'd gone. Like they they were trying to find you. The producers and all that. I was a nightmare for the. For you the, weren't a nightmare, man. But I just remember you. Know, I think like, I, I felt it was anyway at, at, at the time. I, you weren't a nightmare. I just I think you were so worried about trying to be something yeah and it was like i mean it was a weird for me bruv it wasn't like it wasn't a normal experience for me you know yeah. and i'm an actor i'm going to premieres and stuff that's part of my job you know it was it was a it was a heightened elevated experience yeah especially in that in that that them social circles as well yeah. it was quite a big thing really wasn't it, it was um i never thought in a million years right after that on that on that air that i'd be sitting here sharing my experience with yourself uh in a positive light mm. about a negative experience. Um, and 
that is like that, that that does amaze me you said it you said it yourself you said you know i was a different person then and this is mm-hmm. what i enjoy about these podcasts because a lot of people identify and a lot of people relate and say you know what you know it gives them courage to say i've been there mm. uh, how do i change now for me to be in that place and it was really dark and, and, and to turn it all around and be here today what people ask me is how did you do it and all i do is just i just turn up i just know that things can get better if I don't go back mm. to where I was. Um, mm. That's what I've been almost four years now. And, um, I've been to, yeah, I have been to prison since and spent time in, in, in a shell. Well, now this is the saddest thing you could ever think of. After years of um, making this film and I'm, I'm waiting for it to come to fruition, right? And experiencing everything along with it to the finale where you're sitting in a prison shell and it's being portrayed on the big screen in cinemas worldwide and you're in mm. jail. Mm. That, fucking that, you can't get any darker or mm. lower than that moment for me, sitting here, like, not being like around my family or my loved ones or my friends to say, you know what, well done on these achievements. Instead, I felt guilty, I felt embarrassed, I felt ashamed, and I felt ashamed of my addiction until I became aware that you know under normal circumstances that wouldn't have been me mm. you know this is who i am when i take a substance i don't know who it would become mm. which is um which is like that for most people mm. and, and and i know that to be true because most people who comment go you know what especially on one of the podcasts recently that i did which was great that we talked about addiction uh, and the identification and the comments but you know it's just real it is what it is uh, but yeah, you know, and I thank you because I, I I think most people are just leave you. I go, okay, fuck him. I'm not having nothing to do with him. Leave him to get on with his life. You, um, you know, and I respect the fact that you maintain contact all the way through my sentence, all the way through me my illness until today. To be fair, you've been there, you know, and that's that's what a friend. That's a that that's loyalty and it's a friendship. Um, and I thank you for that. I really do because uh, most people. I think most people, Joe, and um, especially, you know, people see actors and think, well, ah, that's it, they've done a movie and that's it, they fuck off and leave it. Most people probably do that, you know. Um, I don't know why you didn't, I don't know why, <laughs> why you didn't fucking hit the back. I like you, Bill, yeah. you, believe it or not. Oh, nice <laughs> so, yeah, now, that that's all done and trusted and we've done that. So, what did this film for you, because it was great reviews, mm. I think it was marketed pretty poorly. In a sense, it could have it could have done better commercially. Commercially, yeah. yeah, it could have done better commercially. I mean, it was a really everyone has seen it, rated yeah, yeah. five stars, brilliant. I get messages still today saying, "Bill, enjoyed that movie. It was fucking great." Um, that was probably the, like the downfall of it, really, wasn't it? Well, you know, I mean, it's like that's the thing with this industry; you never know. You never know who's going to see a film. Yeah. You know, like for me as an actor, you just I just deliver the best performance I could deliver and see what happens. Sometimes the director might balls it up. Sometimes the producers, sometimes the distributors. You know, it might not work for whatever yeah. reason. Some things work and some things don't. But the generals as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 you know who knows who knows what was going on for for you know different people waiting. They don't, mm. they probably didn't know how to package this film. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough watch. Yeah. Um. And and 
maybe they just didn't know how to package it. But you know, it's it's always going to be around. You know, people can always. Yeah, but you it. you did actually win best, uh, best actor of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah. For that, for that. Independent Film Awards. So yeah. That was, the 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 biffer. Yeah. So that was a that was a great achievement because that's that's an achievement for everyone. That's an achievement for everyone in the film. Yeah, everyone involved with the film. Jean. Yeah, Michel, you know, myself, yeah. you, yeah. David Ismalone, the, the trainer, you know, um, my trainer, um, everyone who's involved, and all the Thai crew. David Ungari. Yeah. David Ungaro, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was, you know, that that's, you know, it's, it's, they're a paperweight, not a meal ticket, those but awards, but it's, 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 it's a nice, nice thing. I think it must have opened doors as well for yourself in their areas because that, you know, that film alone and how you, uh, you acted within it, was, was, was you know, it was powerful, mate. It was a powerful, um, I even like, took the ass off, thought, you know what, that was a brilliant, powerful performance, it was, everything was in there. Now I'm gonna say this, I don't think Charlie Hunnam would have done, a, done it any justice. That's my opinion, right? I don't think he'd have done it any justice. And in a way, I'm glad he never come on board. I remember it was a big, oh, the producers, yeah, we'll get him, he's this and that. He's got loads of attention and, and loads of this, that and the other. And I thought, nah, mate. He probably would have ruined it. No, he probably would have ruined it. And that's that's just my opinion, Joe. It's not it's not anyone else's. Yeah. yeah, I think you know this. This things happen for a reason, you know. Yeah. And I was I was lucky enough to uh, that the opportunity came my way, and I seized it with both hands. And you know, I've, I've met a great friend yeah. in in the process, man. And 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 that's what this is all about. I always think for me, uh, life is about experiences, mate. Yeah. You know, it's 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 all well and good making good good art as, as an actor and good films and stuff like that good TV shows yeah. but it's about the experiences you have and it's about the people that you meet yeah and it's like the people have, you know not only have I met you I've met your family I've met your dad he's yeah. got to mention the godfather he's <laughs> looking brilliant so I got a message off him the other day and it was lovely to hear from him um, you know and, and your brothers as well and your mum you yeah. know your mum's lovely yeah and I've met all your family yeah well, you know our Joe our Joe was Joe. Um, our Joe loves you he thinks the world of you so you know your career now you know we've I think I've been on a few sets over the years with you, Black Mirror, Gangs yeah. of London. I remember sitting on the set of Gangs of London and you would say, this is Gangs of London. I thought, oh, no, this is never going to go anywhere. This is Gangs of London, Gangs of New York. And then it became what, that was a brilliant from yeah. Sky Atlantic. Yeah. That went really well. Everyone I know who's watched it, love it. You know, yeah. you will get that, but it was a great, um, and, and for you to play a role where you, you played a posh kind of character, Yes, my, my father. I just thought, fucking hell. It was, it was fucking incredible, you know. So different. It is, it's so different. It's it's great to see. You were listening in on the cans, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I had, I had the... What the hell's he doing? I had, yeah, you, you know, I had the uh, the chance to, to sit there and listen in and thought, fucking hell. Who's going to watch this with that accent? But you know what? It was brilliant and I enjoyed it. And I binge watched, watched it. And I don't really do that unless it's good. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to another season if they ever do make a season, unfortunately. I don't think you'll be in it because you got shot. It was a bit gutted there, to be fair, because you didn't make it. Um, and you're going forward, you, you, you know, what's, 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 what's going on for the future then? So right now I'm in Liverpool filming um, The Ipcris File, which yeah. is a remake of the Michael K. Moody. Um, that's going to be on ITV. So, yeah. Um, it's been great cracking scripts yeah. I wrote um, Train Spotting movie John Hodge um, James Watkins the director so yeah man, I'm doing I'm, I'm in I'm in deep on that at the moment that's going to yeah. be quite exciting and then I've got a couple of other projects in the pipeline I can't really speak about at the moment but keeping busy mate keeping out of trouble 
Could I say Harry Palmer? I seen a picture the other day, like, I think um, it was in the, the kind of the Daily Mail or something. It, was, it popped up somewhere where you were dressed in a Mach yeah. classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was talking about would you do Michael Caine's character justice? Are you? Yeah. Have you got the Michael Caine accent? I mean, you'll have to wait and see, mate. <laughs> you'll have to wait I don't even know this, to be honest. He's not even telling me off, <laughs> off, off screen. But you know what? That'll be um, as uh, is Michael Caine involved in any way? Is he being? Nah, he's no, he's not. He's not. He's not. I mean, it's big shoes to fill, but it's also it's a different time, man. And it's yeah. um, it's a you know we're following we're following the books, um, loosely following the books, and trying to get into that world more in more depth you know it's a yeah. tv show it's six hours television yeah. so we're 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 got we're mining it in a deeper yeah. way you know so it's going to be a different it's going to be a different when when's that you know when's any idea when that's coming out i think it's going to come out early 2022 brilliant look forward to it think, yeah. yeah excited so um we'll finish off on because i know people are ask there's always those big fans of peaky blinders yeah. and these orders you know, John Shelby, oh, why did you kill him off and all it's that? It's done all right, that's Yeah, it has. And it's it's, right. I think this is the final season that they're, they're filming now mm. with, with a few of the, um, the old cast and that. Um. Yeah. Oh, see, it's like, and, and I think I spoke to you about this, it's like in anything you, you, you start, like Coronation Street, East Enders, you don't want to get typecast. It's like when you mm. were talking about before, when you when that, when when that your agents in America were saying to you, look, there's this, there's this, film Billy Moore blah 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 I played before John you didn't want to get typecast mm. as like being involved in prison genres mm. after Offender so what was your idea of um, Peaky Blinders did you, just, did you feel like you were going to just going to move on or it was just like a stepping stone to bigger things because that's now you have you, you've, you've achieved like a lot more going forward now and I think that's yeah, yeah. really helped being a part of being a part of that yeah I mean Peaky Blinders was just you know, it was a it was a blessing, man. It was uh, that show did did so so well, and I met so many great people and I had a great time on it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I started that show when I was twenty three, and you know, I'm in my thirties now. It's like getting on, lad. Getting on, getting on <laughs> mate. Getting on, and it and it's it's it's. I was getting starting to get a lot of offers and a lot and 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 and, and or just more interest for other yeah. things, and I was having to turn down couldn't even go and meet for a project couldn't audition for a project um so it was just it just felt like the right time to pass the baton on you know yeah. there's young there's young guys in in that show there's you know younger characters my, my younger brothers in it yeah. all sorts of people and it's 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 like let them let them shine let them let them do their thing and and move on to pastures new and, and have new experiences play new characters yeah. um and, and and stuff like that but yeah it was i mean that show was just you know it's what everyone yeah. still recognizes it was, me yeah. for and, and that, yeah and that's same it, 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 yeah it will be what it is one day yeah, it's, it's, it's great you know it's like you know it's like i'm i'm, I'm a supporting role in that show yeah but You're it seems to have yeah. a big impact me not being in it anymore which it, you know you get a lot of comments on on online and stuff and that that's all you that's all you can wish for as an actor yeah. if people feel impacted by character you've played um then then that's then that's a good thing right so yeah that's no, a lot of fun good well i've um i've enjoyed this podcast and, and just i'll we'll finish off now it's just like i read like a prayer before dawn in 2010 and it became what it became and 
you played the role adapted from that book. And I've recently read another book called Fighting for My I can't even remember the site. Fighting for My oh, Life, my which is um, which is getting released. We'll plug that one by the way. Uh, which is getting released in um, in June and. You know, you're a part of that journey as well. So you've been a part of those journeys for the past 10 years. You know, I want to thank you for that. Uh, before we finish, I always say this. Is there any pearls of wisdom or any any guidance you can offer any up-and-coming actor or anybody who's just in life in general? Just, <laughs> it's a big one. Put you on the spot. That's a good one, yeah. I mean, I remember, I, I, I always remember a, a, a quote like, from a, a director I worked with when I did the National Youth Theatre when I first started out. Mm. And uh, and it was like a two week summer course. And he said to us, it's never crowded on the extra mile. Basically what that means is, there's always a little bit more graft that you can do, you know, to, to succeed. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I, that always stuck with me. That always stuck with me. Every time I, you know, my my game, you know, it's, it's a tough industry. There's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of auditions you go yeah. for you don't get. And I remember all that used to stick in my mind. It was always like, well, there's always something more I can do. Yeah. I can go and write a script. I can, I can train. I can, I can reach out to a, a specific filmmaker that I want to work with. There's always things that you can be doing. And I think that's I think that's a good thing, a good thing for any walk of life. It's like, you know, I think we're in a difficult time at the moment, and yeah. you know, in the pandemic, hopefully coming out of the pandemic, um, and I think right now it's about just putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. But that was something that stuck stuck with me for a long time, and I and I say to any young you know young actor or anyone trying to do anything any career, it's like there's always a little bit more you can be doing. Yeah. And it's always a and than the next person you know so, so just so just do it and with that thank you very much and uh, we'll leave it there thank you Bill thank you